Hello, and welcome to our The Word on the Street podcast series, where we feature thought leaders and influencers from TIS. Today's podcast is with Dr. Daniela Maroon, Vice President, Global Customer Success. My name is Kate Pohl, and I'm a senior advisor to TIS. Our topic today is digitalization 4.0. How is this affecting corporate treasuries and finance areas? Daniela, I know you have not always worked uh, in a fintech. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and bring us up to date? Yes, thank you. Thank you, Kay, for the nice introduction. My background. I was a treasurer myself in my former life, and my background is purely finance related. So before I moved to the fintech world, I've led global treasury departments of international enterprises, lastly in the pharmaceutical industry. That sets the scene for all of us. I'd like to go on now and ask you about our topic. Treasury is being forced to change and grow in an ever-changing digital world. Can you tell us a little bit about what your thoughts are given these really monumental um, changes? Yeah, so Kate, as as you already mentioned, Treasury is working in an ever-changing environment since years. Yeah, When I started as a treasurer 15 years ago, several large companies even worked without any treasury function. In the subsequent years, the role evolved to a key function in finance, not only because of the Lehman crisis in 2008. So I would say that treasurers in general have the ability to adapt. They have it in their blood. It is so to say natural, I would say. Perfect. So, and how do you think this openness to embrace um, this really adaptivity, as you're saying, um, how has this changed things, say, in the last 10 years? I would say this is linked to the willingness to change of every treasurer. Normally, for young people, it is much easier to get out of their comfort zone, or they even have not yet established a comfort zone. Yeah, Let's think about the following situation. A head of treasury with 20 years responsibility in his or her area, and this is, by the way, not a seldom case, doing payments worldwide via e-banking tools without using straight-through processing, and in general, having a relatively unsecured and intransparent setup. And now he or she should tell the CFO that this setup is no longer state-of-the-art and needs to be completely adapted, even if nothing happened like a fraud case during the last 20 years. It is a bit of questioning him or herself, isn't it? And these kind of treasurers are are quite often not open for a change if, if they can afford it. Yeah, I can see the dilemma there for sure. Something you've done for many years successfully and all of a sudden your people are telling you, uh, I think we need to change. So what can actually help Treasury to move and grow given these challenges or these situations? It definitely helps to have people in the team with strong technical IT knowledge combined with people having a strong data-driven mindset. Furthermore, it's 
utmost important not to manage the treasury department as a siloed function. Treasury should be closely linked to all other finance areas, like, for example, accounting or consolidation. And um, finally, the treasurers should be seen and should present themselves as valued business partner driving crucial decision. And this is not easy to achieve. You need the right people, the right technology, proper processes, and again, a willingness to change. I think we've just described a panacea, but uh, uh, I'm hoping that it's actually achievable. Let's go a little deeper here. Uh, I know very well that TIS has developed a new way to actually support customers and specifically treasury and finance on their journey. Uh, I know that we're talking about really enterprise payment optimization. Maybe you can describe that a bit and tell us how you think this might fit into the story. Yeah, so EPO, as you mentioned, Kate, EPO stands for Enterprise Payments Optimization, and it is a perfect framework to demonstrate a treasury department where it stands in the ever-changing digital world and what needs to be done to become more major. We split this journey into four stages, isolated, controlled, networked, and optimized. What we call the EPO layer is a technology platform which creates a supporting layer across an organization, aligning, combining, and synchronizing processes and data. And this is exactly the equipment you need to achieve the next level of digitalization. Okay, so is that journey really Finite? I mean, do you reach the end result of optimized and you're done, or is this a continuous loop? So the life cycle of a, of a company is quite dynamic and complex nowadays. Think about acquisitions, the creation of new businesses, the entry of new countries, and so on. Nothing stops. It is an infinite journey, of course. Okay, fair enough. So that's, you know, if I'm hearing you correctly, it's really very much something that TIS has put together in order to support customers on a journey. And it would continue to advise over time as those companies change, as they grow. Correct? Yes, this is, this is correct. I mean, if you're referring to the EPO model again, Kate, so... Um, uh, how can you be really effective with this with this model? Um, it is a really well-structured instrument, or you can also say it is a conceptual model which can be used by every treasurer, VP finance or CFO to challenge and evolve the own setting. And this model forces you to think about the most crucial points when it comes to digitalization and finance. And you cannot stay generic in using this model. You need to do a deep dive when going through. And sometimes this approach, and we see this um, on a daily basis, open the eyes of the treasurer or the CFO, and suddenly it is very clear what needs to be done. Okay, so we have different, uh, just to make it very clear to those who are listening, so we have different pieces. First, we have to understand where we are. 
we have to understand where we want to go in the near term, but also in the long term. And we have to recognize that we don't reach the holy grail and stop there, that it's a continuous journey and we're on it together, right? So I'd like to move to a slightly different topic. Daniela, you were a treasurer yourself, as you mentioned in your former life. How do you feel um, from the time where, uh, let's say, you started out till maybe today? How have these challenges really evolved? I mean, what what is so different? We talked a little bit about technology, et cetera, but what do you feel the key ta- challenges are today and how are they different from, say, 10 years ago? I would say the challenges have, have evolved dramatically. And this makes this area so exciting. Yeah, I don't see this negative. It's really exciting. You will never be bored when you are working in the treasury area or with a link to treasury as I do. The function has evolved from a pure operational role covering low value added tasks, being more or less not visible on sea level into a role with high strategic relevance where the treasurer act as a trusted business partner of, of the C-level. Okay, and what particular tools? Uh, I mean, when I think back, you know, even within banking uh, and working with treasuries, I mean, our tools have evolved significantly. What would you highlight here in terms of technology? So in terms of uh, technology, I would highlight that, that in general tools and Technology nowadays better enable treasurers to manage and control the complexity they face in their daily business. And um, I mean, I would say in parallel, responsibilities and expectations increase. So I, I would not really say in consequence that now the life is much more easier for a treasurer. Now, besides the fact that um, that they now nowadays that they have better toolings, yeah, mm-hmm. does not automatically say it's easier. I mean, the right. world is getting com- more complex, and they need to tackle with different risks, and they need to present themselves as business partners. They have other challenges today. Okay, so what we've seen is uh, the tooling has improved. We have APIs, we have better data, we have AI, we have. We have, you know, we're moving towards faster computing, et cetera. But so so also have the risks increased. So it's it's almost kept pace in a lot of ways, would you say? Or is it really easier to do business today for the treasurer and the finance area? Yeah, um, coming back uh, to my last statement, I, I would not automatically say that this is that the world is easier for finance and treasury today. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, technology enable them to manage in an in an structured manner the the high complexity. Yeah? yeah, but it's not automatically easier because the challenges they they changed. Yeah, uh, compared to I don't know ten years ago. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so so each have had it. You have the complexity, you have the tools, but um, we always have different scenarios. So it's always sort of new. Let me go, let me ask you a different type of question. Would you say that what we're discussing right now is as relevant for the large multinationals as for the medium sized companies or even small companies? Or is this more, um, is this more skewed to the large multinationals? 
No, I would really, I would really say from my perspective, uh, everything is as well relevant for medium-sized corporates, with the difference that they are not as far in the journey as the large ones are today. So they still need to do a lot of homework to make their corporates ready for the ever-changing digital world. For example, quite often they are far away from using harmonized global straight through processes when it comes to payments and lacking global transparency. Yeah, But the challenges corporates face in finance coming from the pandemic situation, for example, are more or less the same. Mm -hmm. Working from home, having the needed data available, controlling the risks, just to mention a few. Okay, fair enough. What about, you know, something you and I have talked about actually before, and I, I love this topic. What about the whole idea of technology on the one hand, which is helping us, but on the other hand, experience and gut feeling? You know, I'm, I'm someone who usually does the gut feel and then I do the numbers to prove that I'm right. Others do it the other way around. What would you say? I, I would say, uh, I would say as a former treasurer, especially, I would say in treasury, you cannot argue with gut feeling. This is simply not possible. All decisions are based on facts and rational analysis and should be. Yeah. But of course, experience can, especially experience can help you in different aspects, like how to manage a large project within the treasury area, for example, the implementation of a system or how to position the treasury function towards the sea level. Okay, and what about um, as technology moves us, uh, and you mentioned this yourself, some of the, you know, the boring tasks, what's going to happen there as technology moves us towards a more streamlined, a more digital environment, um, will we eventually replace ourselves with robots and automation? How do you see this? I will put it in another way. Yes, there will be a replacement of repetitive and manual work. And in parallel, more time for strategic value-adding work will be released. So I would rather say it is a shift from being an operative player to being the strategic business partner for the C-level. Okay, fair enough. Um, what about the new entrants to the workforce, the new joiners? I mean, you touched on it slightly, but um, I have a few questions there. So what about the key skills the treasury and finance departments are looking for today and their employees. So if, if we're relying on experience and we're relying on technology, how important are these new joiners? And how do you think they will be accepted into the workforce if we're eliminating more simple jobs? Yeah, skills are crucial. Yeah, that's, that's clear. And um, you pointed it out already. I mean, the key is, IT and data. So in consequence, of course, um, when hiring someone for the treasury department or the finance area, a strong IT knowledge is, is nowadays is key. Yeah, for example, even a data scientist background is a plus or can be a plus. You need to have a data-driven attitude and interests in new technologies. And um, beside that, it's really important to have or evolve a deep business understanding. 
to become the business partner of the C-level. You need to understand the business, not only, not only working in Excel sheets and working only with the data. You need to understand the business. Yeah. And finally, change. We know we are living in a changing world. Change mindset is crucial. But are we going to really be um, patient enough or willing to spend the time to really train uh, these newcomers, these rookies to, uh, you know, put their foot on the ladder? What do you think? I mean, if we realize, yeah, if we realize that they can add value, and I, I'm convinced that they can, in a way, probably the older generation is probably not able to do it would be stupid not to train them. The experience of a long year treasurer combined with a fresh technological driven mindset is from my perspective, the key to be successful in treasury in the upcoming years. And to achieve this level of excellence, you need strong leaders who are willing to evolve young people who are very likely having skills fitting better into the new world of treasury than the old ones. Okay, so if I understand you correctly, we really are talking about a combination and one without the other is not going to be the recipe for success. Exactly, Kate, thank you. Okay, fair enough. Um, so, Daniela, any final words, any tips or tricks for our listeners? You know, we're trying to find the, uh, the key as to how we better position Treasury today in a 4.0 environment in our digitally changing world. What would you say? Digitalization 4.0 is a chance for every treasurer and finance department. So challenge your change mindset be bold and be open for new technologies making your life easier. Okay, those are words to live by. Be bold, be open, embrace, um, gain that experience and uh, we'll all be better off for it. So you've heard it, the word on the street in our podcast. Thank you so much to Dr. Daniela Maroon for joining us and talking about digitalization 4.0 how this is affecting corporate treasuries in the finance area. Thank you and bye-bye for now.